Hey haters, welcome back to Jackson Transplants, the welcome committee for transplants. Jacksonians, welcome but not necessary. In this episode, I speak to Alex Lawson, originally from Gulfport, Mississippi, vice chair of GRA and corporate project manager at Hope. How are you? I'm doing well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I just want to say, and I probably shouldn't say this on air, but you look so young. And you sent me all of those pictures. I'm like, he still looks like he's 12. <laughs> <laughs> so I assume you're like in your mid or late 20. Yeah, I'm 28. Okay. okay. But you're not the only person who's told me that. I've gone to conferences and like been at bars and, and asked for drinks. And I don't even drink myself, but like asked for stuff for other people. And all the time I get ID, the lady was like, you look like you're in middle school. Yeah. And I'm like, you, y'all have to be exaggerating. I don't look that young. You look so young. Because now, but you I know, young. we talked a little bit about, what was that, the newcomers even, I think. Uh-huh. I was like, why do we know each other? And then, so that was a few years prior. And I'm like, oh, okay. And you looked really young then too. Like, <laughs> So that means you were out of undergrad when you were at that event then, yeah. right? Yeah, I've been out of, out of undergrad for six almost seven years now wow well that's yeah. a good trait to have you yeah know? i mean it's but gonna yeah. pay off in the it is when i'm much older yeah <laughs> when I'm you're like you're I'm like 15 and you're like looking 20 yeah. <laughs> yeah so okay so when did you move down here so i've lived in jackson twice in my life oh the okay. first time i was four or five okay and i went to baker elementary in south jackson mm-hmm. but my family only lived here for like a year and a half we moved mm-hmm. around a lot when i was a child okay so we're here for that little stint and then we moved to atlanta georgia houston texas mobile alabama and so my family settled in gulfport mississippi okay so i lived there from eighth grade all the way through 12th grade and then i came here in 2009 for college okay and have been a resident of the city ever since. Where did you go? Millsaps College. Okay, okay. Yeah. Let me ask you something since we're, uh-huh. this is like completely off script. Okay. You guys have Mardi Gras too. Uh-huh, on the coast, yeah. Yeah, what's that like? <laughs> I just want so you, I don't know if you heard the previous episode, but I, I, yeah. I heard, I heard Mel some was stuff. like, yeah, they have King yeah. Cake too. And I was like, that's, I don't know what that yeah. is. They don't have King yeah, Cake. Yeah, I've seen some of your opinions about King Cake. Have you? Well, we're Facebook have, friends, so you've been seeing <laughs> <laughs> So I've been seeing all of it. So yeah, there there are parades. Now, it's nothing like a New Orleans parade. Yeah. And I wouldn't even say it's to the extent of a Mobile parade, because they do yeah. big down there too. But um, our school shut down for Mardi Gras. That's what I was going to ask you. To me, it's um, not really Mardi Gras unless you you are all for that day. Yeah, the schools, there are several businesses. You get at That's least, respectable. Yeah, you at least get that Monday and Fat Tuesday off. That's um, good. And so then you roll into work drunk on Wednesday, though. Uh, on, I, I never lived there as an adult, so I don't know. What. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, no, people come in with the crosses on their yeah, head on Ash yeah. Wednesday. But uh, but yeah, they, so there are several town like Pass Christian has a big parade and okay. Gulfport and Biloxi. Like so they all have their thing. It's never it's a lot more family friendly, I would okay. say, than what yes, you would find I've in some other breasts. places. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get arrested for that. <laughs> OK, so, OK. Yeah, they're like, oh, look at these like cute kids I mean, dancing. Oh, let me show um, you. Yeah, in real life. Dancing. Yeah, in real life. I'm like, girl, I'm like in high school. Why are you showing No, me no. The worst thing, you might get hit in the head with a, a bag of beads or something. Okay. But that's cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's fun. It's fun. But it's definitely like a thing you can take your kids to. OK, good. So do you guys have King Cake out there? Yeah, I can't. So I can't think of a single place that's like known for its king cake, but I grew up eating king cake. Is it like the king cake, like how like the ones in New Orleans look or it's like a different type? Because king cake exists worldwide, but there's different versions of it. I didn't know that. Yeah. So Jackson does have a different king cake than what I have. Jackson doesn't have king cake. What you get, what people call king cake, exactly. it's not the same Jackson thing. Jackson sells cupcakes. 
And really the coast is sort of like, it, I mean, it's my home is, is about mi- halfway the, between New Orleans and Yeah, Ohio. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I, and it's just a mixture of the two. Of yeah, I, it was like <clears throat> maybe several years ago. I, you know, everybody's like, oh, we have family in Mississippi. I'm like, and I was like, I don't know of any family in Mississippi. But I came across someone who has my maiden name. Turns out they are related. I don't know much about my grandfather's side, my mom's dad, just because he died when I was super young. Mm-hmm. But there's a ton of them in New Orleans. There's a ton of them on the coast. They're the Theodores. And then there's some here as well. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I do have family on the coast. But it makes yeah. sense. It's not that far. It's, so there are people who live on the coast and work in New Orleans. Yeah. It's, really, it's almost like a suburb of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, depending on how close you are to the border. You can yeah. be in Houston and driving for an hour in the same city. Ex- yeah. So like that's <laughs> less the time between, less less than what yeah. it takes to go from New Orleans like to the coast. Yeah. And that was our beach growing up. Like we were not like that makes sw- sense. swimming in the Mississippi River or Lake Pontchartrain. Uh-huh. We went to Biloxi and Gulfport uh-huh. and stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah very familiar. That's so coast. interesting. So like, uh, a lot of <laughs> my friends in Gulfport, they'll say like, we don't get in the water here. That's for tourists. So those are- who Well, <laughs> you know what? We stopped getting in the water. I probably was in about middle school. And the reason okay. why is like, there was like a diaper floating and we we're like, okay, we're yeah. done. So then we started yeah. doing like ship island. Yeah, ship island. Like that. So that's nice. Yeah, cause you'll it's like- You'll see dolphins, you'll- It's like an hour out mm-hmm. of the the- you can actually yeah. see the line when you get to like nice, yeah. <laughs> clean water. I mean, you can look at Google Maps and see the line. Yeah, it's that's right. true. Yeah, and I mean, that, and that's the true Gulf of Mexico, where yeah. the barrier islands make a little. The Mississippi Sound is not as clean and blue. Yeah, and pristine and it's not blue at all. N- not as many waves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not blue at all. Yeah, it's brown. Yeah, um, but, yeah, yeah. But it's still nice. Okay, um, Melvin. I just want you to know, side no, we talked a little bit about the Mardi Gras on the coast. We did. It's respectable because he said it. No, it's the coast. We're not talking about Alabama. Nobody cares about Alabama. Oh, based on your comments last episode, uh, the previous episodes. My mom's family's from Alabama. Is she? How does she feel? Did you Did you hear the episode? Maybe not, but Melvin said. What did you say about Alabama? That was the place people dropped off mattresses, (laughs) used mattresses. (laughs) He was. Did you know oh, that? Oh, no, I didn't know that. Okay. Um. So, no, I lived in Alabama for one year. I lived We're, in Mobile. Okay, so you lived in like, um, New Orleans. We, yeah. Okay. <laughs> now, they would get offended at that because they said, Absolutely, like, I know. New Orleans, like, Mardi Gras originated there and, like, it's this whole thing and moon pies and all this stuff. You know, but, but um, you know, settlers or, uh, mm-hmm. not really settlers, what do you want to call them? What do we call them now? Colonizers. Colonizers. They move around. They move around, so then they move to New Orleans, you know, yeah. after. But yeah, even some of the um, architecture in mm-hmm. Mobile, you can tell. Yeah. So food now is great. A little bit more boring, but yeah, um, I mean, nobody goes to there and grab But you know, yeah. it's okay. It's okay, Tom. It's okay. Yeah, so the Alabama that I know and that I grew up visiting um, is like very tiny, small town, very yeah. country Alabama. Um, my grandparents lived in McIntosh, Alabama, which is a town of 300 people, one please, square mile. Please don't it's, let your mom or your grandparents <laughs> listen to this episode after we sat here and insulted Alabama. Okay. <laughs> we still know I, I, I somewhat spoke of her, but yeah, Alabama's yeah. a good place. Birmingham's a really nice place. Man, Birmingham, Huntsville, Huntsville. like these towns Montgomery's are, not bad. Yeah. I hadn't been in Montgomery before, but these towns are very different from 10 to 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And people have even compared like Jackson net progress to those cities, those yeah. communities. Of, but they have been able to grow a lot, a yeah. lot of good partnerships. It's not mm-hmm. like it's the city doing it itself yeah. or whatever. But yeah. So I wouldn't mind. Yeah. I had a friend who just moved to Birmingham. Um, yeah. She betrayed Jackson. and, and <laughs> Betrayed Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> and um, well, she knows who she is. And, um, and But I went to visit her and I don't know what I was expecting, but it was it wasn't it. Like it was a city. Yeah. It was a, and listen, a little city, but it's. And that's not only bashing so early, but like <laughs> anywhere outside of the state lines, you're going to make more money. So that's how I knew about just the cost of living out there, not just visiting, but I was looking for employment in mm, Alabama yeah. at one time. I was like anywhere else. So I was even looking out there and it was just, you know, it might yeah. be a 20, 30,000 di- difference in um, mm-hmm. what they were paying. So, yeah, but they have come a long way recently. Yeah. yeah. Do you watch the show um, Love and Marriage Huntsville? I no, I didn't know show. that was a show. Oh, my gosh. It's like these couples, they're supposed to be doing development, uh-huh. but it's like 
these affairs and all this drama. What channel is this come on? This comes on OWN. Okay. So they've had their full like <laughs> season and reunion and you need to watch I it. I need to go find the show. Yeah, I thought, I was like, look at these black couples they are doing development. I was like, we need to pay was, attention to this because you know me and my husband are doing this. And then it was like completely left. It went completely left. So a lot of drama. I like it, but it that's has cool. nothing to do. I know folks do. from Huntsville. No, no one told me about the show. So well, and that's why we know all of their business because it's such mm-hmm. a small town and like we found this mistress owl and when she drove <laughs> and when she worked just because it is such a small town. Yeah. So, but it was definitely different than what I expected mm-hmm. anyway. Okay, so you that's suck a- <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, how was it going to Millsaps? I always said, I went to their business advantage program and I mm. wish I would have had the opportunity to get one degree there because it was a really good experience for me. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I really enjoyed it. So I, um, Millsaps didn't really recruit at my high school when I yeah. went there. So I didn't know a ton about it. There were some um, other students who knew about it. Yeah. And I ran into the admissions counselor at a Barnes and Noble and I talked to her for like three hours. Wow. And she just, and literally she walked up. I was reading a book like the US Today, USA Today or whatever mm-hmm. book about colleges. And she was like, yeah, Millsaps probably isn't in there, but. <laughs> and I like, just went on to talk to give yeah. her a little spiel. And um, I was, at the time, I was planning on applying early decision to Washington University in St. Louis. I okay. was, and I, that was where I was going. It was sort of like my compromise. I wanted to leave the South, get out. Yeah. Um, my parents wanted me to stay closer, and I was like, okay, this is um, not super close to home, but not yeah. too far away either. Um, and then I went to visit Millsaps, and that ended up being the only place I applied. So I yeah. like withdrew my application, and I I fell in love with the campus. It had this like small, this family feel. Yeah, I went to a huge high school. I graduated with over five hundred people. Are you and, serious? Yeah, I Harrison graduated Central high with school. like fifty-three people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, and that's a, a lot of folks a lot of my friends now will say the same thing but it's so like 500 almost 2,000 students in the school and it was just wow. 10th through 12th grade at the point at that time so like everybody um, on the coast went to one school then no, no. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot and that's the, one of the other crazy things about the coast they have so many school districts and yeah. really they probably could consolidate some of them yeah. but um no my town of Gulfport was mm-hmm. split there was a Gulfport school district and a Harrison County school district okay. and I went to the county school which okay. is Depending on which side of the highway you lived on. Okay. And um, yeah, so this school was out outside of the city limits, actually, and it had about 2,000 students, all 10th through 12th grade. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a separate ninth grade school. Okay. And the crazy thing is there was probably around 900 ninth grade students. Only about 500 of us graduated at the, on time. Um, I mean, but I'm thinking in my head, I'm, I'm listening to you, but I'm thinking like the population. I'm like, the population is not, not that no, big. No, but so, so everybody's just having tons of children out there. Is that what they do? Because you can't go swimming. You have maybe, kids. Maybe. Um, <laughs> but no, it's like all the folks from the county and and so I, don't, I really don't understand how the, the lines are drawn. Okay. But um, so all the schools on the coast aren't this big, but they mm-hmm. ended up splitting the school into two. Okay. So there, there's West Harrison High School and Harrison Central High School. Okay. So my sister, who's two years younger than me, went to a different high school. Than oh, me. was there um, a high school beef when they split? Oh, shouldn't be. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it shouldn't be. There were, yeah. There, there was. was? We still, my sister and I still go back. Like she was the Hurricanes and we were the Rebels. And um, it's... Yeah, our our um the Walmart close to our house doesn't sell the high school apparel from Are her school, serious? but sells it from my high school, and that's yeah, so it's a okay, it's a thing. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the the schools share resources. Like I was part of the the vocational technical school. I did okay. this marketing program there, okay. and it's the same teachers who teach at both schools. Okay, um, they actually like at, at one point they were like busing folks from one school to the other. So yeah, so like they're they're. At the district level, at least they're friendly. Okay. Um, there's always some rivalry, but I don't remember what your question. Oh, about Millsaps. <laughs> so, oh um, yeah, I forgot too. I'm sorry. <laughs> How I go food? on tangents a lot. I, I'm sorry. I'm and I hate to say this, mm-hmm. you know, because I did, you know, I have a certification for Millsaps. Really like it, but I'm not sure about the food situation because so, you know sometimes we would go on campus to mm-hmm. eat for lunch. Um, my husband and I, when we worked downtown, we just wanted something different and, you know, yeah. like it's cheap or whatever. But I was like, this fool is not it. You know, it's a private institution. Why is this not better than, you know? <laughs> so I, so I like everything, um, but like the food was not. So, I mean, it's a food service vendor that you would find a lot of other places. Right now they are with um, maybe Airmark or something like that. Okay. Before that, they were with Valley Foods. And when I was there, I was like involved in student government and all this stuff. Yeah. And almost every meeting in our Senate, we would talk about the food. Yeah. Like someone wasn't happy about it. And like, and there was. Listen, was it the vendor or who's cooking back there? Like, do y'all have somebody, grandmother cooking back there? So, Oh, because I'm like, <laughs> like a 
this food's terrible. There are, there are great people in the kitchen. Like when yeah. I go on campus today, yeah. the folks who I make sure I see are the cafeteria staff. Also, oh, it's not their fault, really. So it's not really. Yeah. Okay. There, Sorry, there guys. I don't mean to, to accuse but, people's grandmothers of not being good. But they, things. you know. The, options are limited okay and it's, they have a menu they have yeah. to cook listen home. my husband liked it but that's mm-hmm. not really a compliment because he eats anything but um. <laughs> i was like I, I i will get eliminated and there are special days like i know every year they'll do what's called a winter wonderland where they just cook every dessert you can possibly oh, imagine oh wow that's cool and and that's always good and like they 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 really like they have good food for that um every wednesday was fried chicken day so that okay. was always good yeah. um well i listen and i will but, go on record saying jackson state's food was all that either okay (laughs) (laughs) like the cafeteria food like maybe like the other i mean they're better like the um student union like that food Uh is better but i didn't have that option when i was not a grad like cafeteria and we had this place called the gorilla i think that was the only options Mm -hmm. so the food was way better but like that cafeteria i know they've renovated i don't know if a renovation affects the way food is cooked but i know when i was an undergrad the food was not good. Um. <laughs> Sorry. And I mean, you know, if you added your own seasonings and you did all that, like, and you, you cooked it, it yourself, you, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, and they, they've really stepped it up since it, like, they have a sushi bar now. Oh, look they at have, that. Like, options on the salad bar that wasn't there before. Okay, like these, cheese or something. Like cheese. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just lettuce. Not just lettuce. <laughs> you know, multiple types of lettuce and, okay. Um, garbanzo beans and just fancy stuff Look like at that, that. And yeah and I, I do remember they're like the vegetarians and the vegans on campus they were all like there was nothing for them to eat i bet but spinach yeah. and like <laughs> carrot sticks so yeah. they have more options now yeah okay but, um, but so yeah. you did decide- millsaps was a good place yeah it is shout out to yeah. millsaps i hope yeah. none of the people who taught me listen to this <laughs> <laughs> i think i'm even like social media friends with some of them but yeah. yeah um okay so like what made you say i'll stick around was it like the community did you get an opportunity like straight up undergrad like what was it because you've stayed many places before so yeah i've stayed many places and now jackson is officially the longest place i've ever lived okay so, and and i'm here by choice mm-hmm. so you say by choice i am yeah i'm like yourself no no i'm just saying but in and i think deep That's down good, you choose though. to be here too yeah um, <laughs> but no yeah so i didn't it wasn't like straight out of undergrad i mm-hmm. just had this opportunity I couldn't turn down, but Mm -hmm. slowly I started just loving the city and seeing opportunities um, to get involved here in ways that I don't think I would have had the opportunity in like a Dallas or a a Atlanta. I guess we're going to skip. Guys, I've told you before, I send questions and everything. Let's skip around a little bit Uh because you are very much so involved. Reminding me of like kind of me a little bit. That's how I was early Mm -hmm. on, but I'm tired now. But yeah, so like, why are you... Like, why are you so involved? That's not a bad thing, but like, yeah. Um, Because I can't help it. Like, I have to. Yeah. Um, It's one of those things where I'm the type of person where I don't like to complain about something and then not do anything about it. That's true. So I, Millsaps truly was a bubble. Like, you went there. I bet it was. don't leave the campus. I think that's, you know, Um, we've had this conversation before, like, Jackson is actually a college town, but you are in a bubble. And I've explained it to people. Mm-hmm. That's why I was able to be here so long and not really be a part of the city. Cause I've been, first of all, I've been in school the entire time I've been here. Anyway, I've never not been in school my entire adult life. But you know, especially when I was on the main campus, like I didn't know, it took me about three years before I found out like Bellhaven and Fondren existed yeah. of being here. Mm-hmm. And it took me, I think about that time before I found like NAR Park existed and stuff like that. So like, I was only familiar with the campus in West and South Jackson. Then we learned about Clinton because we go to at Walmart sometimes. But, <laughs> you know, I was definitely in a bubble for the longest time here. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I, so I was too. And we, you know, Millsaps is in the middle of the Bellhaven yeah. Midtown area. So we know those two neighborhoods. Yeah. Um, I, it wasn't much for us to trek up to Fondra and to go to like to Babalu or something right. like that occasionally. But other than that, you stayed on campus. We occasionally might put some folks in the car and go up the county line to go to Walmart or Target. But yeah. that, that was the yeah, and that's, I guess that's the life and, of college students. Like, where is the mall and where is Walmart so I can get groceries because the food on campus sucks? Like, that yeah. was it. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. that's something, I still think that's something that should be a priority because like that's disposable income we're mm-hmm. missing and then a lot of times when people say there's nothing to do if they come as a college student like we did and you're in that bubble like that's just how people think it is because they really don't travel outside of those yeah. locations you yeah. know so it has to be a better i think 
um, kind of bridging the gap between college students and the rest of the city. Like I didn't learn the city until I started working for the city. Yeah. And that was my job mm-hmm. to be familiar with it. But at that time, what I think I started working for the city, I was like 20 or had to have been like 19 or 20 or something. Mm-hmm. But I came here when I was 17. So it's like all those yeah. years I was, Jackson was just the, the campus. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And so, that, that's unfortunately, that's what it's like for so many folks. Like it just is. their yeah. one little pocket of the city is what they know. Yeah. And I remember, so it, I, I didn't have a car on campus until probably like my junior, senior year. Same. And um, I, but I always remember people would say, oh, don't go to this area. Don't go to this town. And mm-hmm. like for a while, it just wasn't even an option for me because no one was going to take me there. Yeah. But when I was when I first moved here, Metro Center was a thing. Yeah. Me too. Me open. too. <laughs> and um, but people all like they were like, don't go there. They even like had nicknames for it and stuff. And I just wanted to see it. I wanted yeah. to. Um, and I drove over there and I walked inside and it was I was like amazed by it. And yeah. I, it, you know, it was like I said, it was still a thing. There were still stories in it, but mm-hmm. it was it was clearly on the decline. Right. And so then I just started asking, like, why? Like, why is this ha- like this is a great place? It's not that bad. I don't feel like I don't feel super unsafe in this yeah. parking lot. Um. So I just I just literally started asking why I started driving, and then I would do things like um, get people in my car and say we're going to go to the grocery store, but oh, I need to stop by this place for, and then just take them to Jackson, say or just take them yeah. to West Jackson well, or South Jackson, you know, and let them see it's not that bad. That's that might be why I'm more comfortable with mm-hmm. West and South Jackson because obviously like Jackson City is in West Jackson, but for so for so long I thought that was Jackson. I didn't know it existed. Like I knew downtown existed because we went through downtown to get to Jackson mm-hmm. State, but that was it. So for me, I was comfortable with it because at that time college students were saying. Like in West Jackson, they were renting homes in South Jackson because it was so cheap. You know, you get a few people to get or even one person. I know one guy who rented this home in South Jackson. Yeah. So for me, I've never felt that way because that's all I knew existed. Mm-hmm. We went to the Walmart in um, South Jackson when we felt like when things weren't in stock, really, we'd be like, oh, we'll drive to clean whatever. But that was the only part of time I was mostly familiar with. Yeah. When I became familiar with Bellhaven, it was later on. I was nearly ready to graduate. And at that time, it was not the best. And it might not be anyway. But I want to say it wasn't the best reputation because you had a few black students that would stay there. And I, my ex stayed there. And he would get... The police would pull him over every time mm-hmm. <laughs> when he was walking, wow. when he was driving every single time. Yeah. So, you know, and then we learned about masks and it was the same way. Mm-hmm. Whenever you heard about, you know, uh, black people driving masks and you're going to get pulled over every time. I mean, my so at Millsaps, we have what's called foundations. That's like your freshman year yeah. orientation and you do it for the whole year. Yeah. And the black foundation leaders, they told it. They're like. You can't speed in Rankin County or <laughs> in Madison. Like it's listen. Let me tell you, we would get that. off the interstate to go like to the movie theater. We would get off that interstate exit, and it's like as soon as you wow. like get off the interstate, it's very it's different. Yeah. I think it depends on the person. The experiences mm-hmm. are different for different people. But at that time, every time we went, so I, it was a while before I would go to like Madison like regularly. Yeah. But every single time we would get pulled over, so it was interesting. And it was usually when he was driving out. If I was driving, that wouldn't be an issue. Yeah. But usually, normally. So, you know, before, you know, I did find out about these other areas where I was like, mm-hmm. I'm not comfortable like going to them because people are always yeah. like getting pulled <laughs> over and are like harassed uh-huh. by the police. So it's interesting. So for me, I'm like, oh, yeah, like I'm not uncomfortable. I'm like, just because there's, um, you know, vacant lots or dilapidated properties, I don't mean like it's dangerous, mm-hmm. you know. Exactly. And my child goes to daycare in the middle of West Jackson, so. Yeah, yeah and the, the crazy thing about it to me is, you know, I, I'll talk to folks who grew up in New Orleans or yeah. grew up in Memphis yeah. or like other places that are not. Like they're not unused to hearing stories about crime and they'll yeah. walk downtown and then, but then won't stay really in because after eight. Like <laughs> look at Mel Melvin's making faces that. But you know, and that's another thing, like crime obviously is this here. You know, any crime is a problem. But from where I come from, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I come from New Orleans. You think I'm scared of crime here? Not really. And then like Melvin has mentioned many, many times that people will be scared to come into Jackson and go to downtown Jackson or whatever, but then get sloppy drunk on Bourbon Street, yeah. which I would never recommend yeah. people going to Bourbon Street yeah. ever. Like I've been 
less than five times in my life. Whenever I go home or if I'm with people, they're like, let's go to bourbon. And I was like, absolutely mm-hmm. not. We can go to Decatur. We can go to Frenchman. I don't do bourbon. Yeah. So, but yeah, so that's interesting, you know, really, um, especially downtown Jackson. Downtown Jackson's like vacant on weekends. Yeah, I'm like, what are you? So I'm like, <laughs> there's no, there's you're scared no one to win? To- Nobody's downtown <laughs> after hours. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so my favorite thing to do is, it's not my favorite thing, but I, I do enjoy just putting people in the car and taking them to play. And a lot of folks don't realize that there's stuff happening downtown sometimes yeah, like around there is. King Edward and there's yeah. um, around fourth and Johnny T. Like, so there, there are things happening and the only way it's going to get better is by more and more people getting involved in right. and doing it and going to it and not um, being afraid of it or running away from it. Okay. Let's, let's go back a little bit. I mm-hmm. want to get back into all the stuff you're into, but what do you yeah. do for a living? So for a living, um, I work at Hope Enterprise Corporation, which is um, I think of it as an economic justice firm. So we and we just call it Hope. It really it's a nonprofit that um, is a loan fund where we do community and economic development work. So it's primarily affordable housing, um, healthy food access, healthcare, education, things like that. Mm -hmm. So that's one side of it. Um, But then we also have a credit union. Yeah. And that's around 40,000 or so members, most of whom were unbanked or underbanked before okay. coming to Hope. So uh, a lot of people think of that as in like they didn't have a checking or savings account. Mm-hmm. You know, people can live without that. But, you know, it's it's one that is a that means they are turning to predatory lending oftentimes yeah. um, where, you know, you you pay. 200, 500% interest rate versus 5% interest rate you can yeah. get somewhere else. But also they don't have access to the other things that a, a bank or a financial institution can provide you. So such as loans, you yeah. want to buy a car, yeah. you want to start a business, yeah. um, which means that their communities don't have access to those things. So we're trying to provide it through that avenue. And then the thing that sort of sets us apart from a lot of other places is that we have a policy institute. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where we're trying to influence the flow of capital into the the areas where we work. And that's five deep south states of Alabama, Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi and Tennessee. They should be so proud of me for getting that. <laughs> well, I know. <laughs> and, and see, I'm but, um, familiar with Hope, not because I have people in my cohort who um, work there, but I know like the Whole Foods that's in New Orleans was something yeah. like Hope worked on. Mm-hmm. I think. Circle food might have been something, mm-hmm. another project. So like, yeah. I know you guys yeah. are doing some work out there. See, I told yeah, you. Yeah, and Circle Food, like we put a, a credit union branch inside of a yeah. grocery store to yeah. just give people access to stuff like that. And um, something I didn't know before coming here was one like the unbanked, underbanked um, number, but also just the idea of persistent poverty. Mm-hmm. So um, a persistent poverty county is one where the po- people living in poverty has been, um, or 20% or more of the residents have lived in poverty for at least 30 years or more. Mm. And And one third of those counties in the country are located in the deep south, those Mm -hmm. five states I just mentioned. So like these are the places that need this stuff the most. And um, we really need more people doing direct actions to do outreach to to the the low income, low wealth families um, to help them build up their neighborhoods. And I started there. I came from education before that. Mm -hmm. And I long story short it wasn't for me okay but, <laughs> <laughs> but you're teaching someone's bad kids but something like that um <laughs> but also i would always talk about really I, i'm not the type of person to be day-to-day in a school yeah um, running systems in that way yeah. I, I i think a little bit more big picture than that and i would always talk about how we needed to be doing more stuff with the parents too and we need yeah. to be fixing up these communities we need to be and i didn't learn that language from my finance degree at mm-hmm. Millsaps because i was i was thinking you know business means you go this way and mm-hmm. you do that um or if you want to work in nonprofits and service you go you know build some food pantries yeah. or build dig wells in africa or something mm-hmm. like that then realize that you know you can merge the two and do it right here in our own backyard yeah. where we need it yeah. Yeah. So I'm lucky and blessed to be able to do that here at Hope. I um, won't say as a side note, I'm PTA president. They refuse to fire me. But, uh, <laughs> and we have elections like this week. And, I, you know, we we're planning for some things. And I was like, how do you know I'm yeah. still going to be president? She's like, oh, no, we're going to nominate you. And I'm like, hmm. That, they don't, obviously, they're not Facebook friends with me. But, <laughs> um, but one thing I was so, so really impressed by, and it was like the first time I had the meeting with the director. We were having like a pre-PTA meeting. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and I was just listening to everything she does because I always knew I'm like, they're busy, but what exactly are they doing? Yeah. And, you know, they recently started this thing for parents and, you know, they have a station for breastfeeding. They want to start wow. doing workforce development mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. And they understood that they had to develop the parent to make sure they developed a student. And yeah. I was like, 
okay, like I, you know, yeah. I, I have to make sure my daughter stays at this school until mm-hmm. like that she can't amazing. be there. Yeah, because I just like. I was like, to even understand that, a lot of people say that, but to take the time out or to dedicate resources towards it. Mm-hmm. And I was even thinking, I was like, man, I probably need to volunteer. But I told her, I was like, let me get out of school yeah. first. And I definitely want to help with that. But um, that has to go hand in hand. Because if you're worried about how you, you know, she was like, if you're worried about how you're paying tuition for daycare, mm-hmm. or like if people worrying about how you're paying bills, they don't have time to be as present yeah. um, as a parent. So yeah, I definitely understand that. So what exactly is your role there? I know what they do, but like, yeah, yeah. Look, the so, way he looked at me said way more than my description. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Please so, um, <laughs> don't let you, don't tell your coworkers about this. No, I'm, like, no, no, I'm not gonna know about that. No, they can listen. So my job. So I mentioned the three different buckets: There's uh-huh. the credit union, the loan fund, the policy institute. Mm-hmm. Anytime that something doesn't fit neatly into one of those three buckets, mm-hmm. or requires the three of them to work together, or so many departments to come together that it doesn't make sense for just one to lead it, I manage that. Okay. So my job is the corporate project manager. Um, and, um, I manage corporate projects <laughs> and at hope a corporate project is something like, um, so for example, if someone wants to, to start a business and they need a loan of like a hundred thousand dollars, we know we send them to our commercial lending department. Okay. Or if you want to come in, you want to buy a car, we send them to our consumer lending department. Okay. But like, what if you want to start a small business, um, and you want a loan for $75,000 to buy a truck mm-hmm. and our commercial loan department really works with folks over a hundred thousand consumer lending works with folks under 50. There's nowhere where that really fits. So in times like that, they'll say, okay, Alex, figure it out. Or oh, <laughs> Alex, pull okay. our teams together <laughs> to help us figure out how we can fix this gap. Yeah. Or someone will come to us with a special project um, or we'll come up with an idea for a special project. Like I recently did one with HBCU communities where we want to figure out how we can um, get HBCUs to partner more with their communities to increase economic mobility in those areas. And that's going to require our policy institute working together. It's going to require um, our, our, our our credit union branches and all of our different lenders and all of the different areas of hope coming together to work together. So I would convene those teams and make make sure things happen and get done. OK. OK. So it, it changes from um, month to month when I'm working on, which, which is <laughs> that keeps it interesting. Yeah, though, right? that's what I need. I, I get bored very easily and <laughs> and I'm the type who likes to have my hand in everything and yeah. be able to see the sort of the big picture of what I'm working on. And that this so this job is perfect. Yeah. I have a question that's like mm-hmm. off base a little bit about, about what you do. But what about capital going towards people, particularly entrepreneurs who normally would not, I guess, um, qualify for anything? Mm-hmm. What are, like, what are your thoughts on that? I know, like, you know, yeah. that might not be your wheelhouse, but, you know, a lot of us millennials are coming out. We have debt. Yeah. We have student loan debt. We have other types of debt. Mm-hmm. And like, that's just a reality. And it might not be anything changing soon. But if you want to, if you have an idea and you want to start a small business, but like, there's no way. And that's just. A problem here in general, there's a lot of loans available, few grants. Grants is leaning towards innovation nowadays. Mm-hmm. So it's like nowhere to get capital. That's one thing yeah. I want to do like when I grow up is provide capital to people who probably wouldn't normally qualify. When I grow up, not right now. But- <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, but lack of access to capital is one of the biggest things that's holding communities back and holding black communities yeah. back particularly. Um, people aren't willing to invest in right. them um, unless you're able to prove that you are able to do it without us anyways, mm-hmm. which means, you know, like they're Why? not the ones who need yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so there, there are things that you can do. The, the idea of um, loan guarantees, for example, someone comes to you and they don't have the collateral that you require for mm-hmm. them to buy this building or to, to give them a loan. Mm-hmm. Um, their hope has been doing this thing where we go to these big corporations or banks or philanthropies and we um, they give us a pile of money and it sits there. And then we we put that loan, that money towards a guarantee for this person. So like you can't back it with your own assets. Mm-hmm. We'll say, OK, well, this pile of money from this rich person is going to back it. And then if for some reason you default on your loan, mm-hmm. hope isn't going to lose money. We'll take it from that. So okay. there are things like that. And we just need more financial institutions to be willing to do that. We also, I think, need more people to be a, be willing to take risks on our young folks. Yeah. Um, you know, I had a, VC venture capitalists and stuff like that. Yeah. I had a conversation with someone. It was one of our previous episodes, but he was talking about, you know, 
what Detroit was doing, how much things turned around so quickly and how it helped so many entrepreneurs because they had more partnerships and people were doing more mm-hmm. investments. So yeah. I don't know. I always tell people I don't like to count people's money here. I don't know who has money. Mm-hmm. I'm not from here. I don't there's know. money here. Yeah, I know yeah. there's money here, but I don't know like who. Mm-hmm. I'm not like in the know like that. Yeah. But I would love, like I said, I don't like to count people's money. They can do what exactly. they want with their money. But mm-hmm. I would love to see more of the investment here, you know, with people. Yeah. Because you want to keep them here. And so. I, I want to see more investment in the city, too. One thing that I I see when I... So we were talking before about Birmingham. and But even like when you look at Little Rock and places, Atlanta. Yeah, I love People Little are Rock. investing in the city. Yeah. They're not... Um, doing everything they can to grow the suburbs around them listen, at the listen. peril of the yeah. the anchor city yeah. that's there. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and we don't see I a lot of that here. That's why Mississippi is such a unique case because people aren't even willing to work together for money. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I think that's the difference between like places like Alabama, Georgia, and Louisiana. Mm, it's like yeah. we can hate each other, we can have differences, maybe race plays a role, maybe not. But if we all get this money together, I can hate you and get money. Here it's like, <laughs> yeah. I hate you, everybody's going to suffer. Because we don't get along. Yeah. And that's just so fascinating to me. You know, I'm not sure. Like I said, when I grew up, I'll have time to think about that. <laughs> so I'm trying to no, I, mean, I think about stuff about. like that all the time yeah. because I, I'm just, I talked about how I get bored easily, but I'm also just not a very patient person. So yeah. I think about all the times about all the nonprofits that are here mm-hmm. and how long they've been doing work. And not even just nonprofits, but people who care about the city and care yeah. about the state and want to move it forward and how you can do work for 50 years and barely move the needle. Listen, or like um, there's many and. I definitely shouldn't say this, but there's many places who get large sums of money every year. They've been getting money every year. I don't know how I've been able to mm-hmm. like, you know, go through audits or like evaluations yeah. and they really are not help. I don't know if they're fudging numbers. They're not helping people though, but they constantly get funded, which, which hurts up and coming mm-hmm. like other nonprofits or other people who are trying to do the work as well yeah. because they can't get access to money because this organization has been getting money forever, but they don't do anything yeah. and they don't have evidence that they have done anything. Mm-hmm. It's quite okay. And so this, you know, to me leads to just sort of a bigger problem with philanthropy and um, yeah. sort of the the, the the social service sector, where a lot of times we are instead of there are people who are working there with really great intentions. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of times we just do the work to check off something, a, yeah. a list of things, a list of requirements from the funder. Right. Um, and I've been in way too many meetings from different like various sectors across the city where they'll say, well, we know this is what we should be doing and this is what we're good at doing, but our funder wants to see X. So that's yeah. what we're going to do or that's where we're going to put the resources. Yeah. And um, so one, we need more resources. One, mm-hmm. we aren't we aren't having enough um to, to put into perspective, New York City um, grant making is about $2,000 per capita. So $2,000 per person. Mm-hmm. Mississippi is $42. Wow. So we just don't have as many people putting resources into our state and churches our city. have a lot of money. Churches have a lot of money. That's another story. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is another. I mean, but it, I. Not all I, churches have a lot of money. And, I'm and just saying, true. like, they, they have some money. It depends on how you use your money, but yeah. they have money. I was sitting in a, a church service a couple of years ago, and there was a preacher who was talking about, he said, there's a ton of money in this church, like so much. We can't even count it all. The only problem is it's in your pocket and not. <laughs> <laughs> and, not and like, I don't know what his plans were to do with the money. Yeah. But there, so I go to a church that does a lot of like we have a. They do because don't y'all have something at a point? Yeah, at point extra. So I go yeah. to Word of Life and, you know, we, they're very embedded in it. But we also, you know, send a lot of like we'd send a lot of money to India, too. Yeah. We're building up churches there. And, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that they're able to do both. But there there are some churches that, you know, are tax exempt and yeah. aren't, um, in my opinion, living up to the tax exempt requirement. I'm, I'm not going to um, say why we want to say right now, because this is an opinion I share. You want me to say it? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm curious, but, uh, huh? but there are some great churches. Well, no, no, not in general, but just like the tax exempt status to me, because there's so mm. many churches and nonprofits, and sometimes if you can afford it, I think they ought to give it in lieu of taxes, maybe. <laughs> Don't like, get water what, bills. Nazi. <laughs> anyway, but uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm not gonna count their mon- money either. Mm-hmm. We don't know everything yeah, we don't, we they don't. do, but I'm just saying, like, if you can afford to pay taxes and contribute to like the services and infrastructure, especially in a city like Jackson, mm-hmm. where we have so many issues, it'll be helpful. Or maybe if you don't, maybe like you know they're hiring 
uh, they're doing like a workforce development program. They just announced, I think, maybe you can afford to hire people or maybe you can afford yeah. to train it. But like yeah. just every, we have to be all hands on deck, mm-hmm. like I said. Um, yeah. So one of the things when we at Hope did the HBCU, it's called the HBCU CDFI Economic Mobility Strategy Guide. It's okay. a lot of acronyms. CDFI is Community Development Financial Institutions, which is what Hope is. Mm-hmm. And one of the, the resources we put in that guide was... Uh, sort of a, a questionnaire for universities, like how, where are your resources going? Mm-hmm. Who, who's getting your contracts? Mm-hmm. Who are you hiring? Are you hiring the folks from down the street? Who are you letting use your campus facilities, your resources? Do you have a transit system that could mm-hmm. be used to help people? All off- very good yeah. questions, Think- but probably lackluster responses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like, we understand that your primary responsibility are for your students on campus. And especially- Do they understand it? <laughs> Especially for HBCUs, which are underfunded across the board yes. in general. Yeah. But like there are some things you can do to help it out. And right. I think the same is true for churches, for mm-hmm. hospitals, for the state government that could be doing a whole lot more to help yeah. their capital. I think city. we just need um, more partnerships. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. I for think, businesses here? Yeah, yeah. I, I got some insight. I was in a position, <clears throat> well, I was moving into another position, and my boss at that time called the state agency and said, Well, what do you know about this program before she moves down there? And everybody basically was saying, don't take the job, don't take the job. Mm-hmm. They hadn't done this in uh-huh. the past and stuff. And I think that's sometimes what holds us up is like, you know, City of Jackson did this 20 years ago. Or this institution did this 20 years ago. So we plan on hating them and like holding resources from them forever because of a mistake they yeah. made. And yeah. sometimes that's like a resource too, when you don't have time to train and you don't have capacity. Everybody's doing 20 jobs and they should just be doing their one mm-hmm. job. That's how you can make mistakes too. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just would like to see more partnerships and like letting go like yeah. of the past or whatever, because the greater benefit of people to keep in mind is the people mm-hmm. of the city anyway, or the people of the state. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting. I'll see if I want to get involved. Like, listen, I'm over like politics <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> I've been taking a break on that. I've been cool on that. Uh, um, yeah. well, you know, um, you know, I, we need more young folks involved. I know it, Listen, that's one of the yeah. questions, and we can go ahead and roll into that. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, list everything you do mm, on the side. I, <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know. And and just tell me why you think it's important. I might have to ask you this question again. Yeah. We'll get into the conversation, but just tell me why it's important for you to think for millennials to get more involved because it could go either way. It's like, yes, yeah. younger people should be involved, but also like younger people can be inexperienced too mm-hmm. and contribute to like why a lot of people don't like younger people being in leadership yeah. positions. So like, what what all do you do? Yeah. I don't think I so, even know. And to sort of paint a picture of why I do what I do, it's, I'm all about helping people gain access to opportunity and helping um, people just have a, a say and envisioning the their like, their lives and what happens with it. So, and I know that that has to be done a lot of different ways. I I understand economics and mm-hmm. finance because that's my background. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, I, I truly do believe that that's sort of underlying a lot of other issues. So um, I am the vice chairman of the Jackson Redevelopment Authority, mm-hmm. which is the urban renewal agency for the city. Congrats. Thank you. Thank how, you. How has that, that been for you since you that, um, It's been interesting. Okay. What else are you doing? Let's move on. It's been, a, it's been a great journey. Though. I'm really excited. So I do want to talk more about that. Okay. But um, Mississippi Votes, I'm uh, the treasurer of the board for that. Okay. So that's a civic engagement organization trying to get young people out to vote and let involved me, in the government. Let me ask you a question. You may or may mm-hmm. not know the demographics, but in Jackson, the voters are typically the older people, right? They're in the majority. Yeah. Do you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't I don't know the exact statistics and I know that more and more young people <laughs> have been um, going to the polls lately. But I just if you're following trends across the country and the state. Yeah. The, and you know, what? I wonder what folks are more likely to go what, and vote. What, what constitutes as a younger voter? Because you can be in Jackson, especially if you come here as a college student. But does that mean you're registered to vote here? I was not registered to vote mm-hmm. for a very long time because. I was like, I'm a student here. And as soon as I finished school, I'm getting the hell out of here. And when yeah. I knew I was going to stay here, that's when I registered. But I had mm-hmm. been here several years. Yeah. And so I wonder, like, you know, like, who's considered a voter here? Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, so a college student can um, list their university as their, you know, their their primary address and register the vote do they? on Jackson State. Not a lot of students do. Yeah. Um, I didn't when I was at Millsaps. I got an absentee ballot for four years. Listen, I wish I would have stayed registered in Louisiana just a little longer 
And let me tell you why. Because of my tag. The tag is uh, so expensive. Jackson when I first got when I first got a tag here, I was like, holy shit, I really should have just like kept my Louisiana license, yeah. kept my tag. But you know, certain places crack down on that. If they've seen you for a long time, mm-hmm. I think like originally they'll give you six months and like they will actively be like, your car is always here. <laughs> we, you told us last year that you were a student. You're still in this apartment stuff. Like, you need to get a tag yeah. that's here. We don't yeah. do that here, really. But, um, yeah, when I got in, like, the tags are it's expensive up front in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. A lot of times the dealerships are pay the cost of it. But here, you know, I remember when I got my car here and I was like, are you paying my tag? And it was like, oh, no, you take care of that. I'm like. Okay. And yeah. I found out it was kind of expensive, which was fine. I'm like, oh, it is in Louisiana at first. But then after that, it drops down to like, I don't know, like $70, something like that every two years. But here, like they hit you yeah. with it every single year until your car starts breaking down. You need another car. <laughs> <laughs> For a while, my license plate was one of the most expensive things I owned. <laughs> yeah, I know. Was, but just for a year. Uh, just for a year. And then yeah. the sticker was the most expensive thing. Yeah. Yeah. But um, mine was over $1,000 for the first three years. It's crazy. You have a nice car. I don't know. So. thing nice. Um, <laughs> Is there anything else? What else? Um, what were t- oh, what else do I do? Yeah. So I'm now um, involved in the Jackson Association Neighborhoods where I live in the Broadmoor oh, okay. community. Oh, so okay. I hadn't get, heard about them in a while. Yeah, we're trying to get it back up and going. But, That's what I'm um, going to say. Yeah. Okay. So it's the Association for Neighborhood Association. So, you yeah. know, we're trying to get Broadmoor a little bit more organized too and then okay. um, have it play a role there. And I am also, I'm the co-chair of the Mayor's Millennial Roundtable, okay. which is also something we're trying to get up and going, but it it basically is also just trying to amplify the voice of young folks yeah. in the city and in the city government. I heard about it. Um, I won't say who told me, but I okay. was like, I'm... <laughs> it's a good idea, mm-hmm. but like from the outside, well, from someone who was once on the inside mm. and then on the outside, yeah. I was like, I don't. I mean, well, I, we, I've, I'm speaking for everybody now. <laughs> I think we're all open to ideas on how to do it. And I still, you know, every day go back and forth about like, what can we do? But I, what I do know for a fact is that the mayor has, um, has basically given us his time. Like he says that he will commit whatever resources That's we good. ask for. Yeah. Um, he'll show up wherever we need him to. Yeah. So we we have an opportunity to be impactful and to do some yeah. great stuff. So we 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 need to use it. Yeah. So we need to figure out what that looks like. Um but yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll take a break here. Okay. Hey, hi, hola, Ducker Jones here. I have three questions for you listeners. Do you like mimosas? Do you like good food? Do you like great music? Well, if you do, I want you to join me in having the best day ever. Best Day Ever is a brunch party series held at Offbeat in Jackson every month during the spring and summer. Last year, we had so much fun with the hundreds of people who came. This year, we're trying to have fun with even more. The first party takes place March 28th and tickets go on sale soon. Follow We Like Fun MS on all social media platforms to stay in touch and to receive information on all of our events. See you there. Okay, let's get back to the big thing. Um, GRA, Jackson Redevelopment Authority. Mm -hmm. That is a pretty big deal to be appointed to such a board. Not only is it a big deal because you're a younger person, but like, I don't feel like you're well connected or anything. (laughs) (laughs) Not like, like, not in an insulting way, but you know, you see it as something for maybe somebody gave a little something to somebody's campaign and it's a payback to put them on the board or something like that. (laughs) Not saying that's the case, but saying that it is the case sometimes. So like, it's such a big deal, like for you to be on that. So like, how do you feel being on it? Like, do you have like a vision for anything? Mm -hmm. I know you can't speak for the board, but like, what do you wish to accomplish while you're on it? Yeah. So um, Jackson Redevelopment Authority is a very... It's a very important board. There's a lot of opportunities to do a lot of really great things and a lot of important things for the city. And some of the biggest, um, so, you know, JRA owns a ton of property across the city. Um, The biggest pieces are on Ferris Street, Union Station, which is where Greyhound, Mm J-Tran, Amtrak, and then also um, the space across the street from the convention center. Yeah. So, um, you're right. I didn't contribute to anybody's campaign in a major (laughs) way. I wasn't. (laughs) Um, And it was sort of a surprise to me because there were people... Um, 
for lack of better terms, in line to do this. Yeah. Um, and but well, you know, I don't even know what that means because it's important to get people who have some type of experience mm-hmm. for a board to be effective. Yeah. So at least you fit kind of like you're in line with that. Like we don't want like um some random person who does not have any connection to like the business community or development on the board. Yeah. And I say that and I'm not familiar with all the board members. I hope I'm not selling anybody on the board. But I'm just saying like if you have no connection to that at all, yeah. you know, it's good to have some balance, but mm-hmm. like you were a good appointee. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I hope I was a good appointee. <laughs> and I try to be um a good, you know, steward of this appointment I've been given. Yeah. But it's so and it, it's a pretty it's a good diverse board yeah. at this point. But it you're right, like young people are not appointed to these type of yeah. things and are not put in a position to make these type of decisions. So, um, I'm, like, like I said, you have to be connected usually. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm grateful for it. And yeah. I, I'm not, <laughs> you guys, <he's> and, not. <laughs> and, um, so I met the mayor, I wasn't a part of like any of his campaigns or mm-hmm. anything like that. I, um, met some people who are connected to him, mm-hmm. um, just from trying what I said earlier, not, I, I see things that could be improved and I don't want to just sit around and complain. I want to talk to people yeah. and do things about it. So I figured out and I started meeting with folks, figuring out ways that I can get involved. I started showing up to city hall yeah. and to, um, to the hood building and yeah. going and I met um, Robert Blaine and Dr. Sophia Amari, who are the chief administrative officer, the chief of staff. And then mm-hmm. I met the mayor and, you know, just shared ideas with them. Yeah. And I, and I was very consistent in my message around the need for young people to be involved yeah. and, in determining how this city moves forward. Right. And letting them know that we, you know, we do have opinions on things and right. opinions that should be valued. But the look, Melvin's looking at me crazy. Like that is true that we do have open op- opinions. Yeah. But the problem is it's such a small group of us. Like uh-huh. me, I don't have the demographics or the makeup, <laughs> but I really believe it's more older people here who are voting and who are active. Uh-huh. And they get to be, you know, they might have some flexibility, especially if they're retired, because like if you go to a city council meeting, it's packed. Yeah. With older people. Mm-hmm. And those are the first ones who are jumping up at public comments yeah. too. So other people, if you're working for a living, like you can't be mm-hmm. at the meeting or as involved. If you have a family, yeah. you can stream it guys, but um, you can, yeah, you might be streaming it for the next eight hours, but yeah. battery might die, but you can definitely, <laughs> you can definitely stream it. But so that's like the thing. Pontificate. And for the people who are, you know, because they are the majority and they have trust mm-hmm. issues and they feel like you need to prove yourself, particularly if you're not from here, it's even worse if you're not from Jackson. Yeah. So because of that, they usually don't take ever say millennials as um, seriously. Mm-hmm. And then let one millennial mess something up. Yeah. Like, this is why we don't put young people in office. Yeah. Now. So yeah. so it, it, it becomes hard, you mm-hmm. know, to like to get by in and stuff like that. Yeah, but I mean, so I I feel I've been able to prove through the the different jobs that I've had that, you know, Mm -hmm. I I do know what I'm talking about when I walk in the room. And it doesn't mean I know everything, but a lot of the older folks don't either. And particularly in this field, you know, things are constantly changing. For example, like opportunity zones is something that's big that people are talking about now. That didn't exist three years ago. Yeah, I just was in a meeting. Someone was talking about that. Yeah, I hadn't heard about that here recently, but they've been doing it everywhere. Yeah, it's the new buzz thing in economic development. And there's no one... Unless there are very few people who know a ton more about that than I do, because like right. we learned about it at the same time. Mm-hmm. And they, of course, have experience and expertise that should be valued and that they could bring to the table that yeah. I might not have. But it doesn't mean that I I don't have some form of understanding. Didn't or, that t- were we talking about how people yeah. think you're supposed to be like working for like 10, yeah, 10 years. <laughs> and then all of a sudden. And I experienced that a lot early on in my career. I think I advanced a little faster than some people were comfortable mm-hmm. with. And it was just. My age was the problem. That was yeah. it. So it's like I can be smart. And that's really why I stayed in school and kept getting advanced degrees. So I was like, if you don't think mm-hmm. my experience is validation, then I slap doctor on it. Then all of a sudden I know yeah. everything. And that's not even true. But that's <laughs> I did it for a part of it was like validation mm-hmm. um, in my career. And also, um, I mean, I just was not satisfied with yeah. 
with where I was going anywhere, what I had learned. Mm -hmm. Part of that was like, oh, you're not going to listen to me now. I guess when you slap this, and look, you can have a PhD in donkeys. People don't think you're an expert at every <laughs> single thing in life. And it's not oh, true. <laughs> right, just because yeah. you have it. But that was like one of the reasons why, because I faced so much of that. And they were like, oh, like, like that little experience is not sufficient. Yeah. I was like, well, then I'll get the education and mm -hmm. support it. But um, yeah, so it's it's going to be, like, do you have anything like you want to see happen that you can talk about? about guys i want to make sure he's still on the board so like <laughs> what is it what, what is your vision for it yeah yeah so um a lot of times when people hear urban renewal they mm -hmm. think of urban removal yeah. and i want to make sure that we don't do that so right. you know ferris street has this immense history mm -hmm. it was um you know Back when neighborhoods were legally um, segregated, that's yeah. that's where the black people live and that's where we shopped. And that's mm -hmm. um, that was, you know, maybe not on the level of Black Wall Street, but it was it was our place. Mm -hmm. And um, it it's no longer that, but it still carries that history. And there are a lot of people who still live in that area and yeah. still work in that area yeah. who were part of that and their parents were part of that. And I want to maintain that history. I want okay, it to be. Above. But at the same time, I recognize that. Um, that place has the opportunity to be a catalyst for a lot of other things in yeah. Jackson, which means you're going to have to bring in folks who weren't a part of whatever it was in the past. Yeah. So how do we develop in a way that allows Jackson to grow and allows people to get excited about it and bring brings in new people while also respecting and valuing the people who are currently there and not pushing them out, allowing yeah. them to be a part of it. Yeah. So I will say one thing, and mm -hmm. you probably know this already. It can't be Bourbon Street. It can't be um, uh, what is it? What's the one? Bill in Street. Bill Street. It cannot be. I'm mm -hmm. sure people talk about that, yeah. but. You want people to you want people who are here and who are traveling to Jackson to have unique experiences. Yeah. So if you try to model it after something else, why come here? I agree. You know, I agree. So I know that was like, you know, Ferris Street's been a debate for like some people don't even like you can't even say yeah. Ferris Street. I know, it's a very it's a very uh, sensitive. Yeah, a very I'm all issue. for like just unique and it can be like you said, it can be a combination of things, mm -hmm. but like just a unique experience is all. Yeah. Yeah. And I, th I think you're very right. No one goes to another city to have um, a Bill Street or a Bourbon Street. Experience. Like, you, why won't you just go to New Orleans? Yeah. That's three hours from, from yeah. here for that. So I agree. It needs to be something that is unique to Jackson, something that is um, indicative and significant to our culture and our yeah. history. Um, but at the same time, it can be, it doesn't have to be all small scale development mom and pop shops but that that can definitely be a part of it yeah. and there there is definitely a way that we can move forward where we can have developments that people are excited about and that yeah. brings in the money that we want and um still maintain that history and that heritage and not push people out yeah Okay, we're going to pivot a little bit just because I have to leave to babysit okay. my own daughter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I usually ask during um, each episode if there's some either advice or favorite places you like mm -hmm. to go. Like I said, you remind me of a, a little bit of a younger version of me. I didn't have mm -hmm. a life because I was doing all that stuff. So uh -huh. do you have a life is my question. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm so much better. So I used to be the type of person who felt I needed to prove myself to everyone, including myself. I needed yeah. to work all day, every day on everything. And I, um, I've, I've let that go now That's to good. some extent. I still, you know, like I listed a bunch of things I'm involved with and there's a lot of stuff I'm unofficially involved with, yeah. but I do make time to go hang out with friends. You know, I will, I, I really want more and more people to, to go to the downtown area thing. Yeah. So like the Johnny T's, the fourth yeah. avenues, the, um, even, um, even the, the hotels, the Hilton, I mean the, the King Edward and the Westin, you know, yeah. have great bars and, 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 food. and yeah. food and old capital Inn and stuff like that. And, oh, I hadn't been to um, old capital Inn in a Yeah. They while. have a great rooftop bar when it's not cold. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it is hot. And it <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, 102 so it's, degrees. It's like, but, Oh, our rooftop I, bar is I, open. I, but I love it. Yeah. I even walked down to, and I, I honestly, you know, I, I can honestly, say this i've never felt unsafe downtown yeah um i i walked down and i was with some friends and there's a cowboy saloon and i was like what is this place i've seen and it forever <laughs> i'm gonna go one day we went in and it was a lot of fun we were the only ones in there yeah. but he gave us like the ox cord and let us play whatever we wanted that to play so it was cool. cool and it yeah. was just it was a fun time yeah. and i every time i'm downtown i'm just like i wish there was more people here and like yeah. this is and there there is stuff going on but people 
don't always gravitate to that. And, and sometimes there are. I've been downtown when they're like Jackson State homecoming time. Like yeah. you, you can't find a parking spot. Yeah. Um, and look, I hear about how many residents there are downtown, but I find it weird that people are like, oh, like all of the apartments are sold out, but you don't see anybody. Yeah. So I don't know if it's just that people are accustomed to going to other neighborhoods or other communities to mm-hmm. do stuff or what. Because I'm like, it shouldn't be. Like I've been... Um, in downtown Hammond, and it's packed, mm. and that population is like twenty thousand. Yeah. Um. There's a school out there, so there. I think there's like twenty thousand students at that school, but like their little downtown is always packed weekends, evenings. So I just find it weird, like a capital city. Yeah. Like, and I think that's part of part is I know part of it is that people are like getting the hell out. They're like it's five mm-hmm. o'clock. They act like mm-hmm. they're in a war zone. So you're like exactly. renting a car and like speeding out of Jackson. And but it's, it's just still weird to me. It's so yeah, it's sort of a chicken or egg thing because you know like yeah. a lot of restaurants and places aren't open all that the, is like true. super late or that late. Is true. But um, you're right. I mean, all the 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 apartments downtown sell out like that. Yeah, they're, they're booked to capacity. I, I know. I was trying to get into the King Ever for like years. It's always yeah. waitlisted, and I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> I think there are a couple of things. So one, we need to walk more. Um, people drop so you don't people see don't people. Like to walk, yeah. <laughs> people don't like to walk even a block. And then, guess what? There's uh, actually sidewalks downtown. Many neighborhoods do not, mm-hmm. which is the oddest thing. I don't know why many neighborhoods do not have sidewalks. You actually have sidewalks downtown yeah. on both sides of the street. Yeah, so. we have an amazing planning and development department for the city who's working on this new parking plan. <laughs> I, know that you were, I used to work in uh, planning. You were a yeah. part of that. Um, oh no, 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 I'm, I well, wasn't. But that's not good. a part of that, but yeah. like a part of the the planning yeah. and the urban development world. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so they're they're working working on getting our meters to actually work, which um yeah. <laughs> you know, I, turnover with every that. every time I park and, somewhere is like water is I'm like, oh well, I hope I'll yeah. get a ticket because I have no choice. But yeah, yeah that'll be definitely digitizing. I know mm-hmm. that's been a fight for a while too, just part the privatized privatization yeah. of that process. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It might be the easiest way to do it, you know? Yeah. So I I, t- I would tell people, come downtown, park your car somewhere and walk to places. Mm-hmm. Actually visit, like go to the thing. If you aren't from here, like don't listen to the the stuff about it being unsafe. Yeah. I mean, it's a city. So, you know, there's going to come just like where it is everywhere. live in Jackson, yeah. you should not have an opinion. And I mean, like, if you, like you said, if you walk on Bourbon Street and Bill Street, you can walk downtown Bourbon Jackson. Street is like the filthiest Street, the nasty street. <laughs> <laughs> I feel on Bourbon Street, and I was like, I would want to just have they. I would have to leave. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> like I would be like, I just need. I can even take a shower. Yeah. And Capitol Street has come a long way since yeah. I've moved here. And, you know, it's there. There's a bike lane on Mill Street now. Yeah. So, like, things are happening and yeah. we it would be better if it would happen quicker and more people would be able to see it. But if I think we just need more and more people to get involved and more and more people to, to patronize these vi- businesses and yeah. bring their ideas, right. um, take risks and yeah. and not flee to the suburbs for everything yeah, yeah. speaking <laughs> yeah. of um patronizing the sweetie pies open back up downtown i think it did did it Does anybody i haven't been out? yet i think it did <laughs> i actually wanted to go like one day and then it was like never mind i don't know did you know like all the drama is happening around them? i i i came in on the the end of that so i didn't know it as it was happening but i've heard yeah. some of the stuff yeah. i don't know there's been plenty of places to but get I, I know they moved way. and yeah yeah so there's that. I also like um, Godfrey's, which is in downtown, yes. but they... Listen, well, I've told them before. I'm like, it's right off the interstate. If you're yeah. feeling safe, call it in, <laughs> go there, pick it up, and run out. But like Godfrey's probably right now is like my favorite restaurant. Mm. The yeah, wait is really sketchy good. sometimes. You don't know how long yeah. it's going to take you to get your food sometimes. But like, it's really good. And I'm a picky eater. And I like multiple things on mm-hmm. their menu. So yeah. I want them to also serve liquor. If they serve liquor, I'll be there. I, I feel like they'll probably get there at some point. Are yeah. they working on that? I don't know if they're working on it. They have a lot of um, nice punches and stuff like that. Yeah. But put vodka in it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put rum in it. So yeah, yeah I, I told people, um, and look, it's always packed and it's mm-hmm. not just a crowd full of black people. Like they attract <laughs> everybody. <laughs> 
exactly. I mean, and the, like that, your, honestly, your, that's what like your coworker who might be talking crap about Jackson. You might find them at Godfrey's. Yeah, they yeah. might be. They and, might be fronting in front of you and yeah. at Godfrey's. And I think that's what it like. People don't want to go to a place and be one of five people in the restaurant. They yeah. do <laughs> be packed. Well, you like know, it's a, yeah, a scene, so. yeah. Melvin, I don't have time. He keeps giving <laughs> me eyes. <laughs> Where we, have we been in enough trouble lately? You think? Okay. Well, do you have anything other any other advice for these people? Um, I think that's it. Yeah, patronize downtown. Don't yeah. be super fr- like learn about the city and understand the why and um and and get involved. Yeah. If you don't know how to do that, reach out to me and I'll I'll help plug you into stuff. But yeah. there there are folks here doing a lot of things. And also don't think that you have to come in and save the city or start something brand new. Oh, people will let them know they can't anyway. Get plugged into what some other folks are doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you don't yeah. need to duplicate. Just help. Yeah. 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 But there, there's a lot. There's a lot of opportunity to do a lot of great stuff here in Jackson, and we need people to do it. So yeah, look yeah. at that. That's a good way to end the podcast. Well, we're gonna semi eminent. Um, can people follow you? Like I ask people all the time, and I was like, you don't have to give me personal information. He gave personal, yeah. so he's really sincere in what he's saying yeah. to you guys. Um, I didn't give all the personals, but okay, <laughs> <laughs> you gave some. <laughs> but you can, um, you can follow me on Twitter at ak lawson. Um. And I think it's the same for Instagram or AK Lawson 09. And mm-hmm. then also the Jackson Redevelopment Authority is working on stepping up our social media game and our web presence. So um, hopefully by the time this comes out, we'll have at least one picture on our oh, JRA web our Instagram. So Jackson Redevelopment. <laughs> JXN redevelopment for that. Okay, cool. I'll make sure I follow yes. from multiple accounts. So you can be like, oh, look at I that. Know, I just got that. <laughs> four followers just right quick. <laughs> so, of course, you yeah. guys can follow me at Jackson Transplant, spelled JXN, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Shout out to Two for Two Creative for recording this podcast and for Melvin looking at me crazy throughout the process. Um, it's a small world studio for the music and the equipment. Um, I have a emailing list. That link should be in the show notes. Um, we're actually going to wrap with a song from Vitamin C. I just met her recently. She's really sweet. The name of the song is called See You Later. And I will talk to you here next week. Bye. Just like cushion caffeine on the weekend, baby. I'm far from an amateur, a little nerdy, but I ain't geeking, baby. Let me know if you about it, about it, about to make it rain every season. Ring it, ring it, I'm a single lady. So I hate you, nigga, won't see you later now. Like cushion caffeine on the weekend, baby I'm far from an amateur, little nerdy, but I ain't kicking, baby Let me know if you bout it, bout it, bout to make it rain every season, baby Ring it, ring it, I'm a single lady, so I hate you, nigga, won't see it later, no Poppin' to reach a place, you gotta part the waters like Moses did. Tryna free the people from their own evil that's working. Watch this be the visionaries. Dream is so big that the vision's scary. And yeah, I'm a queen, but I grind and I stack and I work and I build from foundational like a missionary. Kiss my dairy air if you start to battle. Make crit last year, still talk about it. Cut forever is a mighty long time with my best vibe. Probably die without it, only God knows. Love in my blood, only God flows. Tryna make it up.